When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. No Jumper, coolest podcast in the world. And today, my boy Pasha, the parkour free-running legend, is in the building. And we're going to do some educating. <laughs> how you doing, man? Doing great. How are you? Excellent. Nice to have you on the show, man. I, uh, I've kind of become obsessed with uh, the history of your sport over the last couple of months. Thanks to my boy Jimmy the Giant, who has a YouTube channel where he's done a lot of very interesting content about parkour, free-running. What, what do you prefer to call it? Um, I don't really care. Just wherever. Okay. I call it free running more because I guess I do free running more than parkour. What, what's the difference? Parkour is more like from A to B, the most convenient way. Mm. And free running would be like same thing with wood style in the middle. Adding tricks and flips yes. and whatnot, whereas parkour is more about just can you get between these yeah, two yeah, things. Yeah. Okay. Very efficient way. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. I didn't know that. So you're originally from where? I'm from Latvia. Okay. Eastern Europe. Very and small country, 1.8 million people. Okay. Yeah. And uh, so what kind of environment or neighborhood did you grow up in? Just, I don't know, just flat hills, that's what I call it. Really? So not <laughs> yeah. like a big city? No, it's a very small city. Okay. And there's nothing really there. That's what all the creati creative part come from. Okay. Yeah. So what kind of stuff were you into as a kid? Sports or... I was into like action movies, Jackie Chan, Chuck Norris, all that. So I grew up watching all that. And so then, from a young age, that that just stood out to you when you would watch movies. It was like I want to do yes, that. Yes, I remember bugging my mom to like, can you buy a Jackie Chan movie? I want to really, I want to watch it. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> okay. And so how did you start to pursue it? You just started working on those kind of tricks? No, I saw this video on YouTube, uh, 2005, called Russian Climber. Okay. And this is what get. You know, I'm just like, oh, I just want to be like that guy. I just want to do this thing. What kind of stuff were they doing? Was this like very, very early in the evolution like, of yeah, this stuff? Yeah, like very old school parkour stuff. And just, it was super cool at the moment. Right. Like, whoa. And Matrix came out. Uh, Matrix came out before, but Matrix was a big influence for me too. Because when Neo did a backflip, mm. like a wall flip, I was like, whoa, this is sick. Did you go out and learn it? How long did that take you, or was that like was that like a, we had a like dream a, trick? We had like a corner couch mm. in my living room, so I just was practicing on a couch first when I was a kid. Wow, yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> um, okay, so were you doing like other sports or martial arts? I or did anything? martial arts before okay. I did taekwondo for about like four years, uh -huh. and then we couldn't afford classes, so I stopped. And really, end up on like streets doing my own stunts type thing. Wow. So wh yeah. wh what did your parents do? My parent, my mom is like, she worked as a waitress and my dad, he left early. So I didn't, mm. I mean, I know him, but he never really was part of my life. Right. Uh, I grew up with stepdad and he was a firefighter. Okay. Yeah. Is the average Latvian's existence, is the quality of life kind of 
low? Like the average person doesn't have much money? Yeah. Yeah. Eastern Europe, that's what it is. Right. His average salary is like $500 a month. Right. That thing, yeah. Damn. So do you have a lot of memories as a kid of like it'd be yeah, all hard the best to make memories. ends meet? All the, sorry? Uh, was it hard like from a financial perspective? Like did you grow up like really wanting to? Uh, no, we, I, I wasn't poor or anything like that. I just okay. like wasn't like super rich or like super wealthy. Okay. It was all right. We had everything we need. Right. Yeah. It's not like America where everybody feels like they need to. They're climbing this ladder and trying yeah, to be the, something all else. All the best memories is from my hometown when I just start parkour, when I go out with my friends and climb trees. Right. Yeah. So you guys were doing a lot of trees and stuff? or were you, were We would go to the sand dunes mainly. Oh, okay. Yeah, just like climb on top of the sand dune and just like throw your body down on the sand dune. So. Right. Yeah. And, and so did you think that there was like a future in this or you were just passionate about it? Just passionate about it. I remember just was like I, I was counting how many tricks I can do. It was like oh, I can do ten tricks, I can do nine tricks, or like mm. I can do twenty tricks. Like collecting all these tricks in my bag. <laughs> right. And so then this parkour, like are you watching it kinda blow up or like when when did it really start to get bigger it, online? The and peak was two thousand five to two thousand seven and it kind of slowed down after. Okay. Yeah. But now there is like there I mean like 2005 and 2007 is where everyone was doing it. All my mm. town was doing it. Everyone was doing it. Like there was so many videos on YouTube and stuff. And now it's it's better to do parkour now because there is a lot of like videos, tutorials and stuff, a lot of gyms. But back then people just wanted to do it. It was like fashion. Right. But you never lost interest in it. No, I just loved it. <laughs> I just feel like a superhero. Right. I feel like I can survive the airplane crash. Just wow. wait till the plane gets low. Step out of the plane. <laughs> were, were you uh, were you sponsored back in the day, or did it take you a long time? Uh, to do it? Nothing really crazy back in the day. Even like when Red Bull started sponsoring me, it was Red Bull Latvia. Okay. So the marketing is very small, so they couldn't pay me as much. And then later in life, I got sponsored by International. Uh huh. So all the sponsor came later. At first, it was just like doing it for fun. Right. Yeah. Yeah, because you're saying that you were doing it all the way back in 2007. Yeah, 2006 so is where I started. I started on Christmas as well. 15 years ago. Yeah. Or so. 15 years ago, yeah. So what what does this look like from your perspective? Like, have you just kind of been going out and grinding tricks like every day, or like what what is the lifestyle of a, of a person who's interested in this kind of stuff? I don't like? know. For me, like the world is a playground. You know, just I see like weird corners or like slanted walls, and I'm thinking like, what can I do with them? It's really? like a musician or artist. You know, they just like. Playing with words, I'm playing with my body, and playing with environment. Right. Yeah. So, is do you spend a lot of time looking for spots and like just going around, just staring at stuff, just thinking about what might be possible? Yeah, just walking around is my favorite thing. Just walk around, look look at the buildings, and just create in my mind, and just perform it later or right. at the moment. Yeah. What are the uh, What are the best cities? But, uh, all cities are different. Mm. So, like, LA is pretty good. You LA, do like LA. LA? Yeah, I like LA. I have a lot of like unique alleys and stuff like that mm. where buildings are close to each other. Right. But yeah, it's funny how like it, it really affects you. Like kids from England versus kids from like Russia. Mm. Like, completely different styles because they have that environment they have to play with. Right. You know? Yeah, like from a, a BMX perspective. It was crazy the first time I went out to Barcelona because there's just so 
much artistic architecture. There's just so many. You know, it's just very normal for there to be like a bench next to a, a slanted wall, and the, yeah. and the bench has like some kind of weird grindable thing along the top, or you know, there's just all kinds of different sculptures and shit everywhere. So it's like completely different than L.A., where L.A. has a good reputation as having a lot of skate spots and BMX spots, but I mean. The, the architecture in LA is very spread out. Yeah. It's not like shit is close together. Also, like, but then in New York too, when I think about New York, I mean, so much of the spots that we were excited about were like the cellar doors that are like basically non-existent on mm-hmm. the West Coast. Um, but man, in New York, everything is so crammed together. So like, there would be like a perfect rail in front of somebody's apartment building, yeah. but it's New York. There's no, there's not like a long runway for you to get speed or whatever. A lot of times the runway in front of this perfect rail would be like three feet. So you wouldn't even look at the rail, you know? Yeah. Usually big cities have this like little features where it's so big. So you can find all this random stuff, as you said, like a rail next to someone's apartment building. Right. Like, why? And yeah. I feel like in a smaller cities is not as common because it just, they don't have as much space. So they're trying to, mm. you know, use the most out of it. Right. There are very few like public areas in LA like you'll see parks here mm-hmm. and there but like in comparison in Barcelona it's almost like every neighborhood just has all these different parks that people could just hang out in and go drink a beer after work or whatever a lot of European cities have yeah. that and that's way less common in America yeah, even in parkour like one of the best flows is from Spain mm. they have because as you said architecture allows you to do that right and they just like they so smooth and so nice they're like Spanish people just chilling doing amazing easy light move but it looks so beautiful really that's interesting yeah. so you very much notice different styles between yeah different... I, can, I can tell like where the the guy grew up or like what environment he had because yeah it affects your style there's you can't escape that yeah <laughs> that's interesting yeah. yeah i mean that's true for sure in bike riding and skateboarding as well like if somebody's from new york city a lot of times you can really see it in the way that they choose to skate or, or ride bikes because it's just such a different uh environment out there there's yeah. just so so many less things that you can do so many less things but then also so much more like such a yeah such like it's funny like because if you if you like figure out how to play with li- with your limits yeah you can really pull out more than you have a lot and you don't know where to start mm. that makes sense when did yeah. you start to really travel to do it though uh i started traveling when i was 18 okay yeah pretty much after i finished the school i just start going to events and stuff first i moved to ireland really yeah because my family lives in ireland actually oh yeah they all moved from latvia just working in ireland now wow they, so they I moved, moved there. because there were just more jobs just more jobs and okay. stuff better better like salaries interesting and i worked there at the car wash for like a little bit and i'm like fuck i want to do something else with my life mm. and I want to do something with parkour. As crazy as it sounds, it worked. <laughs> right. Did you always uh, have jobs throughout your life? Like, when did you actually start making money from parkour? Not really. Uh, pretty much, like, as soon as I, I said, like, I want to make money, like, off parkour, and I want to just somehow finesse it, I pretty much did. Really? Yeah, it started slowly, and then it just like, kept getting better and better and better. Like, what are the opportunities to make money? Obviously, like, sponsorship. Uh, sponsorship. I did a lot of stunts in the movies. I was oh, really? performing in Cirque du Soleil. Yeah. Wow. What was doing Cirque du Soleil like? I didn't really like it, to be honest, because <laughs> <laughs> it was like very repetitive and right. the same thing every day. And I remember sitting on like a backstage and I'm like realizing that I know everything that's going to happen in the show. Like, OK, he drops the head and she comes and like do this and that. And right. I'm like, oh, and it's going to be my life for the next 10 years. So it kind of freaked me out. 
How long did you actually do it for? I did six months. Really? Even though I had a contract for a year, but I, then I went and talked to the director and I said, like, oh, I can't do it. Right. And they kind of understood. But it was already three months in, so they let me wait another three months till they found a replacement. Mm. And yeah, I escaped. <laughs> really? Was it yeah. paying good? Uh, it's like $140 per show, something like that. Okay. Yeah, and, and it all depends how much you do and like, it's in Cirque, you have to build your career. Like, mm. if you like with Cirque for ten years, you can earn really good money. If you would Cirque for a year, not so much. But they, they like they taking really good care of you. They treating you like an artist, and they have the best food. I miss food. They have like a food truck there. Really? Yeah, very healthy for like artists. Oh, nice. Pretty good. What was it like starting to get into movies and stuff? All of a sudden, you were finding yourself going to L.A. and New York, I guess, to do uh, movies? No, actually, first movie I did in China. Oh, really? Yeah, it's funny. It's never came out. <laughs> because they... In China, it's not that easy to film the movie. They have, like, a Chinese mafia or something like oh. that. So, Because, you know, if you get on Chinese market, it doesn't... Like, you can film all right movie. And as soon as it's in theaters, that movie going to make, make bank because mm. of the population. Right. But you have to follow so many rules. Like they have, yeah, you know, China is strict with everything. Right. So, but they didn't follow some rules, and they did it very like behind someone's back. So no one led them to put the movie in the cinema. Wow. So they put one hundred million dollars in the movie, and it went to trash. Holy Just shit! Just like that, yeah. Was that a big disappointment at the time that you didn't get to see yourself in this? Yeah, kind of. I was like, my first movie never never came out. Right. <laughs> you got paid though, right? I got paid. Yeah. Yeah. Damn, that's funny. I remember meeting a girl back in the day uh, when I lived in New York, and she you could tell that she was really full of herself, that she was really excited about where her life was supposed to go because yeah. she had starred in this movie. Mm -hmm. And she sends me the, the link to the movie and stuff, and I start looking into it. I'm reading the press releases and stuff, and I start to realize that she had filmed this movie like a couple years before bunch of big celebrities in the movie <laughs> and shit but it clearly was not coming out and it never came out oh, that's and i just like wow i always think about that like i wonder how how, yeah. how much of a letdown that was that was all right yeah and then i did like other movies i did uh six underground with ryan reynolds oh wow which is on netflix i did a little bit of wonder woman where i was just like a coordinating one scene like the second wonder woman it's an opening scene when they were like olympic games or something like that and they oh, were right. running on these beams and stuff uh -huh. so they hired me to just like direct the movement a little bit it was to direct cool. it how did you like, not like direct it more like chore choreography right yeah but that's interesting how did you start to move into that as opposed to just doing the tricks for friends for friends oh. yeah it's, just, it's all about who you know <laughs> wow yeah that's and interesting. i had a lot of like a lot of friends that do that stuff mm. so they kind of me up with the job right what compare gymnastics to parkour free running like, yeah. like how do you, how do you think about the difference there because there are some similarities I mean, right? they have like points and stuff and they have mm. like, and they do routines and they wouldn't do anything that wouldn't give them points in the routine they wouldn't just go and play around with their body they would right. just literally follow wherever okay i will do triple backflip just because i could get more points so mm. i would do double double layout instead of like Full in, back out, because it's gonna give me more points. Like stuff like that. They just playing this kind of game to like please the judges, right? And I'm just playing games to please my own feelings. Mm. Be like, oh fuck, this trick feels amazing, right? Have you always, because you have a shitload of Instagram followers and stuff, have you always been heavy on the social media side of things, or? Not really. I just like. Because we used to do like showreel stuff, like when you film for a year and then you release it. Right. Film for a year, release it. And now, like, since internet just keep progressing, like, you can't really do that. Mm. 
And so I just start posting on Instagram. And it's funny because when I first start posting, I was I would post like just just wherever parkour, more like a parkour related stuff. Like, I, okay, look, I did this trick. And then as soon as I start kind of mixing it with comedy a little bit, mm. just like add a little comedy effect. That's where my followers kind of like accelerate. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And people are like, oh, you like Charlie Chaplin, Boston <laughs> Keaton, like stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> Those are my biggest inspirations too, like old school movies, like black and white movies. Interesting. They did some good stuff. Yeah, definitely. Wow, that's that that is so interesting to think that that is how that works. Okay, so that is the weird thing about parkour is that there's you know it, it, there's only so many people who do it, but it seems like there's a very large audience who'd be down to watch it. Like especially in the early days, that shit would go crazy on YouTube. I yeah. noticed when I look up videos and stuff, they still can get millions and millions of views. Like is is that like how do you think about that? Like who do you feel like you're filming for? And is there a big difference between stuff that you would do for a hardcore parkour audience versus stuff that you feel yeah, like it's going to get more there, mainstream love? There is diff definitely a difference. Like, if you do some cool trick that never been done before and stuff like that, you would please the par Parker audience. They'd be like, yo, this guy is sick. And if you do something more like silly little Jackie Chan-ish type thing that you would please like other people. Mm. I feel like a lot of people feel related to, to parkour because they feel like they can do it. You know what I mean? Like as soon as you st you try to do something hard or like triple flips and stuff like that, people are like, whoa, he, he trains professionally. I don't, mm. I don't like that guy. Right. And when you do like... Jumping between two buildings. Yes. It's like people see that and they think like, fuck, like I, I, I could need to do that yeah. if I was being chased by a bear. Exactly, right. exactly. So that's that's the difference. When they when they can relate, then like kind of like more people will watch it. And if they can really relate, then parkour audience will appreciate that because they're like, oh, this is what we do. Right. And I I can understand what this guy just did. Versus Definitely. other people like I don't have any idea. He just spins around in the air like a cat wherever. <laughs> <laughs> like what kind of stuff do you feel like you're the most drawn to at this point? Have you slowed down over the years with doing like really dangerous shit? I'm work at the moment. I'm just doing this trick. It's called Cork Zero, so it's like a flip with no flip type thing. Okay. It's like a air windmill. You know windmills. Yeah. Break dancing moves. Right. Yeah. So it's basically this, but in the air. Mm. It's a very technical, very hard move, and I've just been drilling that. Really. Yeah. And what's that look like? You're just practicing it. Like yeah, you're just practicing it at, at gyms like Fompid and stuff like that. Yeah. Just so do it. Make your body get used to the movement. So like your muscle memory would recognize that and just like, okay, we'll let you do it now. Because at first right. when you start, you like your body goes just like, what are you doing? And your right. brain goes like, we never did this before. It's like mm. until you like kind of force it, and then your brain, okay, this is what you want, and right. th and then it kind of guides you to the way it's like natural for your body. Right. Interesting. So how much time are you spending going to those kind of gyms as opposed to being on the streets? Uh, Lately, I do it more because, as, as I said, I'm working on this trick. But usually, like, it's all like it's not like I just parkour is my life and I just like I got here by just like running. You know, I, I drove here. I didn't, yeah. I didn't climb over the gate and stuff like right. that. I didn't jump off your roof because a lot of people are thinking that I'm doing this all the time. Right. I just have a regular life. My back hurts and stuff like that. So mm. I have to, you know, slow down sometimes. Yeah. Right. But, uh, 
so I definitely missed up the question. But I feel like answers. <laughs> no, it's cool. Just different questions. I'm interested with like the the amount of time. So, do you think of being in the gym as it's like more practicing? Like how I feel it. Yeah, it's more like how I feel. If I feel that I want to do it, I I will do it. If I feel inspired, I would do it. If I don't right. feel inspired, it's just dangerous. Right. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Just like that was that what injuries happens mm. when you like force yourself and like you just don't know what you're doing. You, your brain is somewhere else. Cause it's like it's it's a way of meditation for me. Cause when mm. I'm like doing this, that's the only thing I think about. There is nothing else I can think. Cause I like I'm kind of like playing with my body and uh, putting myself in danger. So like your body only focus on moment that you have right now. Right. You don't really have the option of focusing on anything else yeah so it is like a meditation like i just i would go somewhere find a line that i want to do and just like run around and do all these tricks and sometimes i don't even plan it i just kind of like whatever happens if i stumble this way let me see what how my body react and how my body would guide me out of this situation mm. but if you go on a trip with a bunch of other parkour dudes for a week and you don't have access to the gym and you can't really train like that does that feel weird does it feel like more no. risky just doing the more dangerous stuff? i grew up with no gyms right gyms is a luxury now mm. that's yeah i grew up with no gyms i learned all my stuff outside which is really good because i know a lot of people they would learn something in the gym and then they can't do it outside or they would do it outside once and then like fuck i have to go back to the gym mm. which is when you learn it outside you're just like okay i did it outside for the first time why what's the problem right. you know does, does that kind of get looked down upon when people are really, really relying on the gym? Like they can't do shit without yeah, that? Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely affecting people. Yeah. Interesting. So I'm feel, I feel lucky that I didn't have any gyms before. Right. And that even now, sometimes I, I, I be do something, I've been doing something outside and I've been thinking like, okay, I have to pretend this is gym or like this is foam pit under me, not concrete. Right. So wow. my body stays calm and just doesn't freak out. Yeah. Wow. That's so interesting. Um, so when you think about like, the risk factor have you had really bad injuries or have you been lucky in that i dislocated my elbow once on trampoline that's about that's about it actually really? and one time i fall of, almost fall of a building because i was like it was like a roof gap and i was walking backwards and then i stopped right at the edge and i'm like oh shit one more step and i will fall of a building because my focus was just on that jump right so i was just like okay, i need a run up <laughs> Holy shit! that's so crazy you haven't really had injuries though because i mean a lot of the tricks that you're doing like your head is like an inch away from smashing into like a rail or, or yeah, something because like i've been doing flips all my life like over 15 years it's like you know your hand and like you can do this next to the table and you know you're good right so yeah, i can do I this guess. with the flip right, <laughs> right. Go boom boom super close so i yeah. can do this with the flip as well so I just feel comfortable. Have you always felt like you had like better hand-eye coordination than the average person, or that was something that you always were good at in regards to other things as well? Maybe, but it's it's a tricky question because I feel like if you give me like skateboard or any other sport that I'm not familiar with, I would suck. Like, right. Like any other person, I'm just like very comfortable with what I do. Right. And some people's like, oh, you should try this, you should try that. They give me all these ideas, but like, fuck, it's not my ideas, and I don't know if I can do it. And they assume that I'm a superhero. Right. Just a, normal person mm. have fears <laughs> have you ever messed with the kendama 
I tried a couple times. Okay. <laughs> yeah. It, it didn't like come times. to you supernaturally. Not really. No. Okay. It's I still suck. I can't get a ball on that figure. <laughs> I feel like you could get really good at it really easy just because you already have such a base of of control in, in regards maybe, to that. Maybe. No, I definitely like sometimes like when I do flips, I kind of try to like go into the slow motion mode. And it's funny how it happens like when you first start doing like double flips and triple flips, it all just like like this for you. And then over time, you can really see in the see middle it. and like really control it. And like yeah. you, you can slow it down. That's what is crazy to me about Kandama is when I look at people who are really, really elite, they can do the most technical fucking thing, but they see everything that's happening. Whereas yeah. for me, even watching it, never mind not doing <laughs> it, I can't even like keep up with what's happening. But like somehow they're hand-eye coordination or whatever is just so on point that they're able to actually perceive everything that's happening right in front of them. And parkour strikes me as kind of like that, but with more risk and a little bit more, yeah. it's more dynamic. Yeah, yeah sounds, about, sounds about right. <laughs> I just don't know anything about Kendama, except it looks right. cool. Yeah. I know a lot of parkour guys into Kendamas too. Right. They would always, when we go on the trips, they would always bring Kendama and just like when they stretch and stuff like that or just... Yeah. Talking, chatting around, it, it would do Kendama. It's a nice, uh, like, because to me, like, in comparison to growing up riding BMX, it's exactly the same feeling when I, like, do a trick on the Kendama mm -hmm. as learning a bike trick. And I feel like for parkour dudes that play Kendama, it's probably exactly the same thing where it's, it's very low impact because yeah. it's like you're just kind of moving your hand around for the most part. But mm -hmm. then at the same time, like, it, it just gives you that satisfaction of just, like, wanting to control this object yeah, like you do, you're doing tri you're doing tricks it's still tricks it's still like f stuff is flying and it's it's yeah. action at the end of the day right yeah. definitely i remember in school when i was in school i was just like always would sit in school and just like flip pen and just <laughs> would, would think like oh yeah. shit i can do this and then maybe like yeah maybe i've, I've seen dudes know. with like two cups I mean, mm -hmm. like kendama guys and they can take like the one cup and just like flip the other cup and flip it four or five times and just catch it right back into the cup and when i see that i realize like oh okay like i've seen them do it with pens where they'll just hold the pen cap yeah. or hold the pen and just flip the pen cap and i'm like oh like that skill is kind of transferable to other objects as well yeah, I play like a bottle, bottle flip so oh yeah this stuff. are you into that though I, I, that shit started blowing up a couple of years ah. ago <laughs> i have to get it shit see the water has to be a little lower yeah it's a little <laughs> hey yeah. Took me a million tries, but <laughs> yeah, no, that was solid. <laughs> Were you into the bottle bottle flip stuff yeah, as well? Yeah, I love it. I did double. Like depending on the bottle, every bottle is different. But like sometimes they have like a little smaller bottles where I can do doubles and stuff. Right. It's pretty cool. This one as well. Like when you just like land on, <laughs> on your hand. I suck today. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's tight. Um, so these these sort of like themed videos that you that you do for Red Bull, uh, how does that normally work? Like, you've done some of these just big conceptual videos. Yeah, just, like, they or me come up with the idea, mm. and we just try to, like, make it happen. So, yeah. Just like Usually, like, it's... Last project I worked on was, like, a pinball machine. So they yeah, built a huge one. pinball machine, and I was inside it. It was pretty fucking good. Right. I, I loved that project, and it took me 10 years to, like, pitch it make it happen 10 years 10 years yeah because i when i first got with them i was like fuck i have this sick idea and they're like yeah yeah cool good idea <laughs> right and like all my work that i made them believe that i like i can do something like that right so they invest money into me which felt amazing but usually it's like what, what, what parkour or like any bmx or any park uh, red bull athlete would do they would just like go to the city 
and they just explore the city mm -hmm. and film around the city. Yeah, do you prefer that versus doing something like the pinball machine where there's this whole big thing built for it? I prefer like more of a project where you can control the set because mm. you I can do all these tricks and stuff, but as I said, like city or the environment limits you. But if you can come up with the spot, so you have idea for the trick and then you have idea for the spot, or you can come up with the like you have a trick that you, you can't do anywhere outside, there is no spot. Yeah. So you would come up with the spot. Definitely. That what excites me more because it's like a next step, I feel like. Yeah, that's always the part of bike riding that I was always the most attracted to was like the search, like finding the unique piece of architecture that you're going to do something on, then actually like figuring out the trick and then actually documenting it and filming it in a way that makes it that, you know, does it justice and shows the actual nature of the spot. That was always the thing that was attractive to me. And like, you know, I could go to a skate park and have fun for sure, but mm -hmm. it was always like that, that feeling of doing something in the streets that just really appealed to me. And then through traveling, for sure, that, that was the, uh, the great thing about it was just being able to go to a different city, r like riding bikes through the city and just sort of feeling the local energy and stuff and yeah, then just happening to r come across stuff. I mean, that was the best feeling in the world. Yeah, same for me. I love traveling. I go love going to d different cities because, as you said, energy. Mm. You can feel the energy. Right. Sure. And, like, doing something outside where it's just built already and, like, you don't have to really, like, adjust anything. It's just already there and you just, like, you master, master that enough that you can just do it there. It's pretty good. Yeah, definitely. Um, so in terms of documenting the stuff for social media though like do you do you feel like that's basically what your sponsors expect from you at this point they just want you to hold down the social media stuff or do they kind of want you to go to contests and events and stuff like that thank god there is social media right now because back in the day athletes like struggle with it because like mm. how, how long can you perform on, on like, like a great level because right. it's always young people coming and young people just destroying everything mm. what was impossible like five years ago they just do it in the run right now right you know so it's in it's in every sport so i'm happy that i have social media because i just like i started like long enough so my name is kind of there because mm. i got lucky with timing because if i started right now there's there's no way I would be who, I'm, who I am right now. Right. So they just want me to do social media and just like promote, promote them on social media, and that's about it. Does, which is pretty cool. Do you look at the new generation of, of parkour kids, and is yes. it is it kind of mind blowing, like how it good is. they are and how young they are? It is. Yeah. They really. Don't have any back pain? <laughs> yeah. Because you're how old now? I'm 29. Oh, you're I'll only 29. I'll be 30 this year. Holy shit! So you started super young, huh? Yeah, I started at 14. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. Wow. But so. How do you feel like you can compete when they're learning these like super technical tricks? Like, like do you feel like your creativity is your strong suit or, or your taste? Definitely my creativity is because I came from like nothing really was in my town. So I, I kind of got to be creative with what I have. Mm. Uh, and just, I don't know, like now, now they're just like, they, they have better endurance. They just kids yeah <laughs> they, it's tough they, they playing they playing without thinking i'm think i think more now because when i was a kid i wasn't thinking as much i was just like okay this is sick i will mm. do it and i'm like oh fuck should i even do it yeah Maybe it's dangerous i don't want to break my leg i have this shit to do i have that life is getting on the way it get getting harder so yeah. like that's why you should start when you're young and mm. learn all the skills 
because then it's like natural for you and normal then later in life i feel like it's harder because you put oh, yeah. so much more fat and, and even like i would say that in bmx and skateboarding over and over and over where you know if you learn to do a kickflip when you're nine years old and you just kind of keep messing with that and doing that over and over then by the time you're 15 yeah of course you're going to be good at it and you're going to be able to do it in a wide variety of yeah. of settings whereas if you learn to kickflip when you're 15 yeah, you, you can get good at skateboarding and everything, but it's going to be so much harder. Whereas if you have that, it, it's, it's almost like learning a language. Yeah. If you learn a language when you're like five years old, it's like so much easier. Whereas if you're 20 and you try to learn a language, your brain is already kind of solidified. Yeah, you know? you're just playing. It's all about you just yeah. playing and not thinking. And mm. a lot of times, even when I, have, when I, when I want to do a trick, and I start overthinking, I can't do a trick. And mm. I have to remind myself to just stop thinking. Just like do the first step. Right. Do the first step and then your body will guide you. Right. That, that's the best way. And sometimes I forget about it, but my friends would remind me. They like see me trying something, like you're thinking too much. I'm like, true, I have to. Yeah. Yeah. And dude, one other thing that's kind of, I've seen happen multiple times in Kendama or BMX or whatever, is like you'll have somebody who grinds for years and years to go pro or whatever. And then meanwhile, there's 12 year old kids who literally have nothing to do and <laughs> all the energy in the world and they'll just be grinding tricks. And so then sometimes the dudes I know who like work for years and years and years, they, they might go pro by the time they're, you know, 22 or something. But then meanwhile, there's literally like 12, 13 year old kids who have no responsibilities, nothing else in their life. Like this, this grown man might have to have a job and shit yeah. <laughs> or never mind a family or a kid or a girlfriend. And they got to do stuff like that. But like, then there's kids who can just see the shit that they're doing on Instagram, try it themselves, work their ass off and just get crazy good at it. It's, it's we also unreal. see a lot of kids that will get into a sport. They will kill the sport for like a year or two and then they just disappear. Yeah. Cause then they turn 16 or wherever and they like, Oh shit it is life. Yeah, I see a lot of those kids too, like because I'm doing this for 15 years, so I've seen some like big names would quit and stuff like that. And you're like, oh shit, I never felt this. I see this guy quit. You right. Know? Like, I thought he's gonna be there forever, and then you see some kids just appear on the horizon and they like kill the sport, and then they disappear. Yeah. And then you see some people they just like move slowly, just step by step, nothing mm. crazy, but they been there forever. And it is kind of weird because like in skateboarding. It's like if, if you're good and you get sponsored, you could actually see how you could have a future with it to a certain extent. Like you could actually make mm -hmm. some decent money and everything. Other sports, like in BMX, you have to be really, really like one of the absolute best riders to make yeah. any money. You know, like is parkour, would you say it's an easy way to earn no, a living? There's or, only no? like, what, seven Red Bull athletes in, right. all, in all world. And it's still very young, like mm. skate, skateboard or BMX, you guys way ahead of us, like 20 years easily. Mm. We're still a very young sport and not that many people. I feel like maybe 10 people in the world make living out of it. Okay. Yeah. Maybe more, but, but like, I feel like pure parkour, you know, not like a gym owner or like a coach and right. stuff like that. There's yeah, definitely maybe less than 10. Right. Yeah. Interesting. Um, one thing that I heard Jimmy mention that I thought was interesting is that parkour kind of struggles because there's not really like a thing to sell to the audience, mm -hmm. you know, like in BMX, you sell bikes, skateboards, you sell bike or skateboards, you sell clothes, you sell all this shit to people, shoes, et cetera, energy drinks. But then with parkour, it's kind of like, well, everybody just wears what? Like sweatsuits, fucking yeah, Nike like track suits, shoes. Stuff, yeah. 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 No, I know. I don't, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. What, like, maybe you have to come up with like some, 
special shoes, but I don't know. Like some people like to train bare feet. Yeah. And that's the beauty of parkour, that you don't need anything. Right. A lot of kids were like, oh, I want to start parkour, but I don't know what pants to wear. I don't know what <laughs> shoes to wear. And like when I start parkour, I wasn't thinking. I was yeah. just like, fuck, I just want to go and do it. Yeah. And that's, that's kind of like a blessing and a curse. And again, like it's like if you want your sport to go that way, if you want your sport to go mainstream, you know. For sure. Do you uh, do you feel like as you've gotten older, though, do you really care about the sort of overall health of the industry? Because that's one thing that I see with like BMX. When I was younger, it was more like I don't give a fuck it, what's popular, or what's cool. You know, like fuck, yeah. like we just do this because we're hardcore. As I get older, I look at it more like a, a dad, where it's like, you know, I, I want to see this this yeah. sport do well, regardless of you know how cool it is. Like if somebody gets into it, and I don't think that they're the the coolest person, it's kind of like okay, whatever. Like if they're gonna bring eyeballs, if they're gonna make people pay attention to this, then who gives a shit? Yeah, I really, I I, I wish parkour just like keeps growing and going, going the all the right directions. But I have any control of it, like like that ass. I don't have any like mm. I can't control it. I'm just doing my thing, and I hope. It would inspire people and just from my side. Mm. But I wish all the best. It's not like I don't, I don't give a fuck. I do. I really love that. It's like my baby. Yeah. Like I grew up doing that. And I, it always makes me happy when I see like, oh, Red Bull pick another athlete and stuff like that. I'm always happy. That means sport is growing. Right. And I hope it just continue growing. Definitely. But I don't know. I feel like, I feel like you just need more people that... We need people that support people mm. to do that. Because I feel like a lot of people don't, like a lot of parents, they won't support their kids. And that's why we don't have these great athletes. Mm. You know, it's all about supporting and just like, I don't know, staying as a team, everyone. A lot of the kids that I knew growing up or whatever who were the best at BMX or skateboarding were the ones whose parents actually supported it. You know, drive them to the skate park, help them buy the parts that they need, et cetera. Whereas like if your parents aren't behind you, it's very difficult. Yeah, so, it is. It yeah. is. Like they just like keep telling you to like what are you doing? You should do something real with your life. Yeah. Just let me do what I love. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's simple, but it's very hard. Yeah. For sure. Um are you part of like a parkour crew or anything? Uh Team Farang. That so that's like your hard. Have you been with them forever? Or? Yeah, I've been with them ten years. Okay. Yeah, it's like a, we have a little clothing line, and we used to film all these like show reels once a year type thing. Right. And now we kind of like spread because of COVID and all that, mm. and like everyone lives in a different city, different country. We have a guy from Thailand, Australia, Germany, Japan. Nice. And I'm in LA, so okay. we're all like all over the world. Right. But yeah, Team Farang, it's my. My people. That's your affiliation. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Um, yeah, man. That's pretty dope. Um, so has COVID changed everything in, in regards to this? I mean, Were you like, traveling you know, a ton before that? Yeah, okay. I was traveling a lot. And I was actually excited. I was excited to stop traveling and move to LA and just kind of settle down. Because I, I traveled from when I was 18 to when like I was 28. So I was, yeah, I was traveling over 10 years. Mm. And just like got, got tired. Because I wouldn't stay in one spot more than like two weeks. Mm. I would go somewhere, stay for two weeks, go somewhere else. I was a professional guest, I would call myself. Right. Yeah. And it's fun. Always a guest. It was, it, yeah, it was fun. And I got tired and like kind of moved here. And then COVID happened. And then I'm like, oh, shit, now I can't do this. Right. And then you're like, oh. You know, sometimes, like, really, the way to appreciate something is to lose it. Then yeah. you're like, oh. Definitely. Yeah. Do, do you generally feel like the, the cops or the security guards, do they, 
Are they hard on parkour, or do they kind of ignore you? Here, here in LA, they're super chill. Because I think there's not many people doing it, so it's probably easy for them to ignore. Yeah, and they like, oh, you know, yeah, they, they, I don't, they hate skateboarders for some because reason. Because there's so many of them. This is the home <laughs> of skateboarding, so there are like any decent rail in LA. I mean, there's probably been, you know, 50 skaters a week for the last 10 years going yeah. to it. Not 10 years, 30 years, 40 years, you know? No, they're pretty chill here. Other countries, yeah, they're more, like, strict. But I never had any problem. I, I, I never mess with them. I understand they're doing their job. I'm not trying to prove right. anything. i just like, okay, cool. I want me to leave. I will, I will leave. Come back on Sunday when you're not here. <laughs> That's one thing I realized from watching videos on YouTube is that there are some famous parkour spots that have been, like, destroyed because... People were just hanging out doing parkour on them, which I never would have assumed. Yeah, in, yeah. in England a lot. Yeah, it happened. It's just like crazy. they built, they yeah, they had something in the like a backyard, yeah. wherever the like uh, apartment building. And like, why do all these people come here? Let's just yeah. get rid of this thing, so they're never gonna come here again. Which I guess, like, if I was a property owner and there was just fifty random dudes doing backflips. Yeah, you'll be yeah, freaking out. Like, you're like, what yeah. the fuck? They're going to sue me. They're going to break their neck yeah, and yeah. they're going to sue me. I mean, it makes... I understand their perspective. Yeah. What, what Do you feel like there's been anything that comes to mind that you have contributed to parkour or free running that just stands out to you as, like, something you brought to the table that nobody... Like, the biggest things you are known for by the, the community? Uh, definitely, like... I feel like as a trick names, I don't know, like frisbees and stuff. So What's a frisbee? I, it's like a aerial twist. It's like butterfly twist. No, it's not a butterfly. It's like an aerial twist. So it's like car wheel with no hands. Okay. But I, I did a tucked and stuff and did doubles. Then I did dive roll 360. So like it's like a dive roll, but you like kind of 360 before that. Interesting. So those are like, those are things. And now I'm working on this Cork Zero, which I didn't create that trick, but there is only like five people doing it in the world right now really yeah and so what what how do you see the kind of spot that you want to bring it to like have you done it in in the streets a lot or you're just mostly practicing oh, i did i did it on the streets once i just like kept trying to integrate into other other setups basically because mm. you have like you have basics like backflip side flip front flip and everything else is just like you playing with this free tricks yeah like you're doing off a wall you do it off like ledge. You you do it like to precision on something. You like changing the directions and stuff. But it's all like backflip, side flip, and full twist. Right. So yeah. from your perspective, this would just add like a, a whole new element to the arsenal. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and that's why I'm very excited because I did a lot of stuff. I've been doing this over 15 years, and I tried so many stuff. And also, I don't know. Like I'm playing with, as I said, I see like some unique spot, and I would do something very creative there like a weird roles I, I i like master of weird roles i do like all kinds of roles right and people call yeah like i call it parkour <laughs> <laughs> like parkour and parkour. Okay. parkour so yeah i definitely brought the style into like into parkour and free running interesting which like i just i just was myself and just do what i love so i didn't do much <laughs> right have you ever wondered like or do you ever feel like you're passion is running out or have you always just stayed super motivated about no, this always stays, there's always more there is always no i never felt of like quitting it or anything like that right always wanted to do it still want to do it as i said it's the best feeling mm. it feels so good <laughs> <laughs> that's dope do you have any like 
objectives in the long term that you want to accomplish with it like do you do you see could you see yourself running a business related to this or are you all about still just pushing yourself and your body as far as i will as definitely go? push myself for another like year or two i feel like i can and one of my dreams is just to come up with like some sort of storytelling for movement mm. maybe make a movie and some stuff like that like that's that what I'm interested in because as I said like I'm very inspired from like old school uh, black and white movies uh-huh. like how they would tell story through movement so that's what I'm learning right now like telling stories from movement really so you're interested in the video side of things as well yeah oh yeah I like I can film parkour pretty well as well because I understand the movement uh-huh. like a lot of people they can't film parkour you would ask them to film and they would like they would just hold camera still or they, right. or they can read the body and they can really tell what you're about to do which I know like oh his shoulder went this way oh I know what you're gonna do right sometimes I play with my friends we watch parkour video and we just like call the tricks just before he's he's about to do it mm. just from the set yeah I do that too if I'm watching someone and I'm like wondering if they're gonna do a bar spin or a tail whip I could just see a little bit in the way that their feet are positioned that I could just tell yeah. what's going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. Pretty cool. I always be trying to predict the tricks as well. That's <laughs> fucking funny. Um, so yeah, uh, I didn't mention this yet, but I actually went to your wedding. I know. I remember you, <laughs> <laughs> you vlogged from there. I watched the vlog. Right. And so for those who don't know, you are married now. Yeah. You were married. It was married. a wedding, um, to Riley Reed. How did you guys meet? Ashley Matthews. Okay. She asked me to call to call her Ashley Matthews. Okay. So you you, you <laughs> Ashley, Ashley Petkins actually, if anything. Oh right, there you She's go. She's having my last name now. So you never call her Riley. No, never. Okay. But how did you guys meet? Instagram. Right. You yeah. slid in her DMs. She did. She slid in mine. Wow. Yeah. Saying what? It was pretty great. She, oh, I post about this book, uh, Art of Not Giving a Fuck. Oh okay, yeah. So she's like, oh, it's a nice book, and it's funny because a month before that. Alina Lopez slid into my DMs. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what's happening? Why all these, like, <laughs> why all these porn stars <laughs> right. in my DMs? So I was like so confused. And so, yeah, and then we talk a little bit. And I ask her if she wants to film some videos. I'm like, I don't know. I'll flip over her or wherever. I don't know. Right. And then we kind of talk for a little bit. And then we didn't talk for three months. And then she messaged me again. She's like, so you're down to do this video or whatever. I was like, fuck. And you were already in L.A. at this time? Yeah, I was in L.A. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was in L.A. I'm like, oh, sure, let's film, th- let's film this video. But I didn't know, like, with who to go and, like, who's going to film the video. And she's like, I have my assistant. We can film the video. I'm like, cool. So I went and filmed, like, one of, like, one of the videos with her where I, like, did, like, a backflip of her butt. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I remember that, yeah. Yeah. And uh, so you guys just hit it off right away or what? Yeah, kind of felt the energy and I don't know. She's the greatest woman I ever met. Really? I love her. Yeah, she's so good. What stands out to you about her? She is a very great person. Just her personality and like the way she thinks about life and who she is. Just I don't know how to describe it. Like, I know all this stigma that she does porn. Like She did porn. Right. But if you really like just put it aside and amazing you know even and, and even with that just a part of her right so was that something that gave you pause obviously i'm in a similar boat and my girl's naked on the internet as well mm-hmm. was that something that ever kind of bothered you because obviously you went into it meeting her knowing that about her 
Yeah, actually, yeah, but I never understood how well known she is. Because mm, I grew, I grew up in Latvia. I was watching like Russian porn and stuff. So I wasn't, I didn't really know. Maybe I stumbled in there. Like, I don't know. But anyway, I didn't re- realize how big she is. Right. And yeah, I was at first. I was like, oh shit! Like, is it like, is it normal? Is it not normal? Right. And but one like I had a lot of conversation with the different people about it and. I had the best conversation with my friend Stas, and he said the best thing ever. He said, "Like no matter what you're gonna do, people like people are gonna tell you you're stupid." Mm. You know, because I was like, it all came at the end of the day what other people say. Yeah, I had, I never gave a if fuck. If you don't care, then why the fuck yeah. would you worry about what other people? Think, yeah, you know? and he said like, if you care about what other people are gonna say, no matter what you're gonna do, they're gonna say that you're stupid. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, that's very very true. Yeah, so. I mean, I've seen your whole family at the wedding and everything, obviously. Yeah, they're super, yeah, they super cool. They, they understand it's life. Right. And it's just like, it is what it is. Like, what are you going to do about it? Right. Did, uh, but did you encourage... She didn't kill anyone. You know, if she <laughs> killed anyone, then it would be a different story. Like, I mean, right. be careful. Yeah. She might kill you at night. Definitely. But did you, um, did you put the idea in her head to stop shooting like other porn or was that already she, something she, was she already about? stopped she, oh, before. she, she yeah. already stopped before she did girl girl stuff right yeah yeah because i mean during the only fans thing that like especially as only fans is taken off at kind of a certain point for somebody like her who makes an absurd amount of money from her fans directly it's like why would you yeah it makes keep doing yeah, it, you know? as i said like if, yeah whatever people say it just doesn't really like right. at, fir- at first, I was like, kind of like, oh shit, it's a lot. Like a lot of people just ca- came at me like, what are you doing? You stupid! Like, right. why do you care about that? Like, I don't know. For sure. <laughs> why uh, at this point? What is, do you have? You had any like people that you know or like friends of yours like give you a hard time about it? Like, because I like I don't know. I could imagine that some people, some people just talk shit, and some people might actually be upset. Like maybe two of my friends said something unfollowed me really <laughs> that's wow. about that's, that's about wild. that's about it like nothing crazy everyone i know and everyone i respect and people with the skills they never said anything right they just like you happy my mom asked you happy yeah you know because i i prepared like my mom as well like said look this is what can happen people can come to you people can fucking pull up the videos and shit like you gotta be ready i just yeah i just gotta be like, a lot of like dumb people right and she never, like, she never cared. She's like, she seems like a nice girl. She met her in person. It's not like she just does it all the time. Like, people, as soon as she just goes around <laughs> and have sex with people. I know. Like, some of my <laughs> friends, like, the, the dudes who do the podcast with me, they came to my, my kid's birthday party, and she came. Yeah. And, like, you know, I, a couple of them said to me afterwards, they're like, bro, like, Riley and Tiana Trump, like, they're so nice and, like, normal and shit. And I'm like, well, what the fuck did you think? And they're like, well, I just didn't know that, like, a porn star was, like, a, a normal person. And I'm like, wow. Like, that's crazy <laughs> as fuck to me that you needed to, like, meet them in real life to know that they're just chicks yeah, who have a, a job. People, yeah, a lot of people don't. They just don't understand. They're living in that bubble and they just think. Yeah. Yeah, so. Crazy. Uh, it is really crazy, to be honest. I don't, I don't know how that happened, but... I'm happy, like, I'm a happy man, and she's mm. amazing. have the best time in my life. Yeah, that's amazing. I've that, seen you that's guys. That's what matters. And, like, people people think about you or they talk about you, but for how long they think about you? They think right. about you, like, two minutes, and then, like, okay, <laughs> I have to go take a shit. I have to, to go take care of my kids. Right. That's all. Like, and why would you change your life just because of this two minutes of, like, someone else's thinking that you don't even know? Right. Were you already a somewhat freaky dude? 
Or, or are you? Because I've heard. I, I don't know if I'm saying too much, but I've heard stories. My girl went on you guys' uh, honeymoon or no engagement party weekend. She said she might have seen you and uh, and your wife getting a little freaky with some of the other girls there and stuff. Was this the kind of thing that you were always into, or is this are she opening your mind? I mean, she definitely. Yeah, she definitely. I was always like, she took me to a parkour gym. Like <laughs> when we first, when we first started like hooking up and stuff. Like, oh my god, this is something. This is next level. <laughs> 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 I was freaky, but like, like to, in order to be freaky, you need freaky person. You right. Know? You can't be freaky with someone just who's not freaky. It would be like weird. Because she's got five hundred girls in her phone that she could text <laughs> and be like, hey, come fuck my fucking husband and me together, and they're like, all right, I'm there. <laughs> That's actually a weird thing I didn't really realize, but my girls pointed it out too. She's like, so many girls act so weird about Riley because she's so well known that they just like are super clout thirsty with her and stuff. Yeah. And I'm like, I guess I should have already known that. Like, that's pretty obvious. Like, I just already know that she's very popular, but like, I guess I just didn't realize how many people are just like. And on she's her very dick. careful with people, though. She's yeah. just like very. You got it. It's not that easy. It's like as as easy as it sounds. It's a lot of. Yeah, a lot of complication comes with it, mm. for sure. Definitely. But yeah, man, I heard you were having a good old time out on that boat. I have a, yeah, I have a great time. <laughs> I have a lot of great time. I don't want to talk about it too much because, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, family bad sponsors. Yeah. <laughs> family sponsors. Bad energy also, like people are jealous and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. So. But, but life is good out here in L.A. Like, like from your perspective, everything's going pretty well yeah, in life. Everything's good. Yeah. Every, no complain. Doing my roly polies, <laughs> having beautiful wife, five dogs. I feel very lucky. I heard there's an army of dogs over there yeah, at the house. Those is. are her dogs, though, right? You yeah, didn't bring any dogs in? No, no, I did not. I grew up with no dogs, no cats, like never, like. And I wasn't sure at first, like, fuck, it's a lot of dogs. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> and no, I love them all now. They all love me too. It's, it's nice. It's nice to have dogs. That's I understand it. now people that love dogs because mm. before I didn't really. I'm like, they just dogs. They don't really talk. They just, you just have to take care of them. But when you're lonely, they, they're really there for you. I've noticed that I'm very picky with pets. And uh, my cat passed away a couple months ago. I'm sorry about that. Uh, appreciate it. And uh, we're getting a dog this weekend. So I'm kind of like nervous, even though I know I'm going to love the dog no matter what. But I'm also kind of like nervous just because I haven't fucking ever had my own dog. I've had roommates who had a dog, mm -hmm. and then I ended up getting super close with the dog and would be hanging out with the dog all the time. But I never had my own dog, so it's it's kind of scary. Yeah, it was like you're just gonna have one dog, so it's okay. Yeah, it's only one <laughs> dog. You got five dogs. You had to you had to go through a real learning curve there. Huh? Yeah, when people tell me like, yeah, we have one dog, it's so much. Work. I'm like, or like having a baby is like having a dog. No, yeah, man, five dogs. It's like it's just yeah. like. A bigger number. <laughs> that is a weird thing when I talk to people about having a kid and like they're just like, oh yeah, like my cat does this. And I'm just thinking, like, wow, <laughs> having a cat is not that much like having a kid, bro. Like, be serious. Like, I had a cat. They really kind of just do their own thing. Yeah. I love cats too. Though. You a cat guy? I had actually, I lied. I think I had a cat, but it got hit by a car. Mm. That's the only one cat I remember. Interesting. I love cats because they do cool, cool flips and they always land on their feet. The young ones. My the, old ass cat wasn't doing no, any flips. I, no. Got to be on a diet, athlete diet. <laughs> yeah, I kind of live with that that thought in my head. It's like if I had gotten him to lose weight, he might have lasted another 
six months or a year or whatever, you know? Because it's like that, ultimately, they end up dying from being out of shape a lot. Yeah, at least they have a good quality of life, then yeah. enjoying themselves. If I had been starving them all those years, it would have been no well, good. They would be like, oh, yeah, I'd be so angry. Yeah. I don't know, every time I, like, try to lose weight, because sometimes, like, if I late, like, if I wait less, I can do better flips. Mm. But I'm always angry. Yeah. And when I'm chubby, I'm, like, happy. Do you lift weights and stuff, or is or you just... Not really. No. no, I would just, like, if I have to lose weights, because I want to land some trick or something like that, I would just go on a diet and running. Really? Running is the best thing. So if you're going to try a really hard trick, you would actually start to get in shape to get ready for that trick? Yeah. Wow. Interesting. Yeah, just like get, get it done, go back to normal. That's crazy. What would be your advice to any kids out there who are watching this that want to get into parkour? Don't. <laughs> no, I would say just start slowly because now, now the internet days, it's so easy to get lost in all this and you'd be like, oh, I can try that. Like, you know, you have to be really like aware of who you are and what is your abilities. Mm. So start very slow and just like don't listen too much. People listen to your body. Your body knows the best. You'd be surprised. That's right. Because a lot of, there's a lot of experts. Mm. But your body is the best expert. There's a lot of know-it-alls on the internet, is what you're telling me? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So step by step, slowly, yeah, test out the waters. Sure, man. Well, it's super inspiring uh, just seeing you kind of live out your dream and everything. Actually, no, the most inspiring thing <laughs> I've seen was right after you got married, you went out and you had a trampoline ready and you and all your groomsmen yep. had special fucking elastics <laughs> sewed into your into your tuxedo so that you could do crazy ass flips on the trampoline right after you got married. Yeah, it was pretty good. That was mind blowing to me. I'm like, this is a person who's fucking serious. Cause like, if I was gonna get married, I don't think it would cross my mind. Oh, I'm gonna have bikes. Or I'm gonna have a skate park at the at, at this. But for you, like, you were so hardcore. You're like, no, I'm doing this. Yeah, no, it was the best. A lot of people commented like, yo, it's a dream wedding. Yeah. Because of that. That was sick. No, it was really good. And it was crazy too, because I mean, dudes are doing like triple front flips. And like, <laughs> it's not like they're just jumping up and down. No, they're like going Stop. for it. <laughs> For sure. No, yeah. All right, man. I appreciate you. Uh, Thank what, you. What's your Instagram? We'll, we'll link Pasha it in the, the boss. Pasha the boss. We'll link it in the description so anybody who, who sees this can check it out. Appreciate you, man. Thank you so much. Much love. Pasha. Same, same. No Likewise. jumper. Coolest podcast in the world. Check us out on YouTube, Patreon, OnlyFans, TikTok, Instagram, all that shit. Like, comment, and subscribe. And we'll be back real, real soon. Appreciate y'all.